0: en jy is ingeskakel op Tijgerberg op 104FM dit is ons medische program Tijgermedies en uh, die beste plek om te wees, so dankie dat jy ingeskakel is, my naam is Denise Williams en saam met my in die atel, is Dr. Aaron Skriba van die Westkaap Rehabilitatie Centrum uh, jy gaan baie hoor ons verwees daar naast die WCRC, the Western Cape Rehabilitation Centre. and Dr. Aaron Skriba is the medical officer and uh, he's, it says grade 3 next to his name, so I'm going to rely on him to explain to us what grade 3 is. Dr. Skriba, good evening and welcome. Hello Denise, thank you for having us. Of course you need no introduction, we know you so well already.
1: Yeah, I know, seeing, seeing I'm being graded, it's actually quite nice to be <laughs> graded as a doctor, but uh, it's nice to be here.
0: So what is the grade 3, Dr. Scribham?
1: Uh, look, doctors work in the state after qualification, so uh, grade 3 is maximum. So you can't go higher than grade 3 except <laughs> if you're going to admin. We are just being graded to say that uh, if, you've, if you've worked for more than 10 years, I think that's probably when you become a grade 3, yeah.
0: So we're speaking tonight on the Western Cape Rehab Center, Rehabilitation Center, the WCRC. Dr. Scriber, what is the doctor's role in rehab or rehabilitation?
1: Rehabilitation, one has to de- define it first, because if you if you want to have a role of how you fit into something, you have to actually say, what is it you're fitting into? Rehab is all about reintegration and making people go back to as good a place where they were before they were physically disabled or before they became a person with a physical disability so to define a doctor's role in that process is very difficult because there's no script for that there's no training for that uh, and there is no rehab training for medical doctors as such in South Africa overseas there are lots of courses and uh, so we are not seen as specialists that's why I'm a grade 3 and not a specialist uh, and we often laugh about it because uh, we talk amongst ourselves and say no we need to refer someone to a specialist to get an opinion and actually we've been treating the same conditions for the last 40 years or so but um, uh, the, the reality is that uh, we are we are people that work in rehabilitation so a doctor that works in rehabilitation you know uh, if if any doctors listen to this they will know that it is it's a small field so it's it's not a field that gets attracts lots of people it doesn't get trained very well but there, there are good and bad points about it. And, uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to highlight mostly the good points. So the role of a doctor is important in that you have to draw back a little bit and just to see and create an, an awareness of, of disability in South Africa. Physical disability, the national census of 2011 actually said that the 7.5% of people in South Africa are disabled or have a, have a disability. Now, that's, that doesn't entail physical disability. and I just have to explain physical disability on, in our context as Dr. Salmon said it's not drug rehab that we're doing but physical disability is a, 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 where people are not be able to use their limbs or their, their bodies as they could before so that as you said before it's, it in, in involves strokes, head injuries, spinal cord injuries and multiple other amputations in, as well but multiple other causes of disability we do not do visual and, uh, and mental uh, disabilities so that's for, for another department of health so one has to make sure that the rehabilitation that we do is just for physical disability. So our, our role there is to, is to fit into this team that treats the patient and it's a multidisciplinary team and we, we try and work interdisciplinary. In other words, we try and cross over each other's roles so that I'm not the doctor and uh, the physiotherapist and the OT and uh, the psychologist and the social worker but our roles overlap so that we can actually help the patients become the middle of it. Uh, we call it a patient-centered approach and the doctor has got Got a very important role in the beginning i think the most important role is actually when the patient comes in uh, the nurses see them and we, we when we see the patient the first time it is a very important first consultation because you have to earn not necessarily earn the patient's trust in that consultation but you have to create the environment where the patient is free to talk to you Free okay. to To express his doubts, free to express his his feelings, and basically uh, you know i 'll allude to that later in the whole point of patients uh, how they deal with this, and uh, I think every patient is unique and so that's the whole thing that uh, you can't treat every uh, you can't take in, uh, in every patient the same, although there are certain um, routines certain things that guidelines that we 've done that we 've written and that we do that you have to make sure that a patient understands what has happened to him, and that is very, very difficult that is you know you have to see what the response is. You need a lot of emotional quotient EQ we call it. Yep. IQ is very important. Uh, I don't think you can study medicine with, without being able to study hard but uh, you don't have to be super intelligent to be a doctor. You just have to be able to remember things And yeah. but also the most important thing is you know, the response of the patient to what you have just told them that they might not ever walk again or might not be able to do this or that and to align the, yourself with the patient that you understand his situation where he comes from. We've got private patients which uh, stay in uh, the upper class neighborhoods uh, and on medical aids and then we've got we've got people who haven't got any money and come from the street so so we treat all the patients the same and i think it's important that that we have to identify have empathy with them and as a doctor it's difficult because you want to get this guy healthy and in rehab that's a little bit different the mind is probably the most important thing and I'll, i'll allude to that a little bit later i don't want to talk on too much but i think it's important thing that we treat the patient as a, as a person with a disability and not as a disabled person. Because if you do that, then the rest of, you know, the rest of the time he will think of himself as a disabled person. The rehab is to rebuild your life. And if you rebuild your life, you need to do it on the right basis. And the basis is that, that your life has changed on the physical side. But on a, on a mental side and on a spiritual side, I think it's important that that a person knows that that there is hope. And I think that's, that's important that you have to give, do that in the beginning. You have to be realistic. You have to be honest. And I think often that's difficult because mm. you, you have to de- deal with the facts. And then probably the, the second most important role for the doctor in rehabilitation is the early identification of problems. These patients have got medical conditions. They have got physical conditions. If you look at the strokes, they are very high risk for MIs uh, and and embolisms and a lot of complications but on the spinal side, they they have got loads and loads of complications, a long list of complications which we we can talk about just now, which can cause them to have tremendous harm, and and if you identify them early, you can actually stop the patient from getting it.
0: Net gauw vir ons luisteraars weer sê, Dr. Skriba is saam met my in die atelier, is ons mediese program Tuiger Medies, en my naam is Denise, dankie dat jy ingeskakel is, ont gaan vir die volgende paar weke, tot December maand, gereeld praat met die Westkaab Rehabilitatie Centrum, the Western Cape Rehab Center, van hieraf aan gaan jy net vir ons verwees na die WCRC en Dr. Skriba, medische dokter beantwoord vir haar over health conditions medical aspects, what is the doctor's role in rehab and I'm sure Dr. Skriba you've seen many complications and we'd like to hear about those, welcome back
1: Thank you, uh, Denise. That's you know I'm I'm still on the doctor's role. I think uh, as part of the doctor's role, the complications do come in, and I think uh, as I said before, the early uh, the early identification of them is very important. Mm. You look at the patient as a as a whole. You 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 institute uh, routines that you that you're able to. To work in a team where if their complications occur, they actually get get mentioned, and the patient is in the middle of that. And I think uh, I'm, I can mention it now. It's a, it's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek thing, and a Kosa listeners might be very, um, very uh, not affronted, but uh, they will think it's strange that a doctor will speak Kosa, uh, and uh, and I use the term lukanduva Laku. I've used that for the last year. Whenever I have had a closer patient, but
0: maybe you should say that again, and we're will, getting a little I bit of a closer lesson. Well. No, no,
1: it's not a good. It's just something one of my patients taught me um, a while ago. When I tried to find out what the word is for responsibility uh, and being patient-centered, centered, you want you want the patient to take responsibility for his condition, especially not in, not when he just come in, but when, when he's when he's been here for a while and he started to trust you and he's busy with rehab. You want him to take responsibility, and lu tranduva laku is actually just. A, a, a term that you use to say listen this this is your problem and uh, and the class of people always look at me and say hi doctor hi 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 you can't make my disability my problem and that's exactly what rehab is all about because it is your condition and your future that it that depends on it and the reason we use it is so that the patient takes ownership of his medical condition and if you take ownership then you have a better chance of post-discharge to be able to deal with these complications, because that's exactly what I'm trying to get to. So when when we uh, when these complications come in, spasticity, pain, a lot of things that can happen to the patients, uh, and I can list them, but I think people will, uh, I can, I will talk to them about them just now quickly, to, just to make sure that that people actually understand that these are the things that happen to you, and if they if they take ownership of it then the outcome long term wise is much better in hospital we can put them into cotton wool and treat them lovely and do everything beautifully like they do in the best units in the world but the long term outcome is often poor because the support in South Africa is not good at all the, 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 the peripheral uh, tush, uh, primary care support once they are discharged on isn't that good so getting back to the doctor's role he quickly he looks at the complications he makes the patients aware of, and puts them onto treatment and regularly reviews the treatment if that doesn't happen they actually uh, the treatment doesn't work He's thinking about specific Thinking about the pain, you have to aggressively treat that and look, look, look at it as a, at, at it as a team, and that's why we have, to have weekly team meetings and discuss every patient more or less weekly to see if the, if, the, if the stuff works that we are doing. I think the problem with, with patients often in South Africa who haven't had schooling who have reduced insight is uh, you have to build a protective environment, a support structure around them and the social worker is very, very important in that because the social worker uh, has to early on see that this patient has not got a good support structure uh, and he hasn't, he's not got reduced insight and those people can't mm. because they cannot take responsibility for their life often and that's, that's difficult to, uh, you know, you don't want to put a patient to a box you mustn't. You, you want to expect the best from him but as doctors we often see that that a week or a month or a year later these people have multiple complications and, and they have let it slide because of many uh, many problems other doctors role at, just quickly to say um, resuscitations dreaded resuscitations is there information groups we do with the patients research we are supposed to do because that's very important in the disability field in the rehab field and then the follow up the OPD clinics that we do prevention campaigns like this like Radio Target Work is done diving i think that's part of our role we have to prevent and we'll get onto the outcome at the end and then import, very important last thing that we do is a discharge letter when the patient goes home he has to have a very very good discharge letter um, uh, summarizing all these problems and especially the complications and all these all these treatments with treatments of of of, of disabilities in south africa especially on the spinal cord injury side is is, is being threatened um drugs are being uh, taken away because they are expensive and uh, we have to fight for that. And I think that's part of our role here. If I list the complications, it'll take me 20 seconds, uh, Denise. It's a spasticity. It is pain. It is bowel and bladder problems. It's pressure sores. It's depression. Autonomic dysreflexia, high word. Heterotopic ossification, contractures, DVT, pulmonary embolus, sexual dysfunction, behavioral problems. Those are all sort of routine things that we have to address. So and if we yeah. don't address those, they are going to come. They come for most patients, and most patients aren't prepared for them. And so we have to warn them, we have to tell them that they must take responsibility for Dealing with it. Some of them, uh, the pressure sources especially are very, very big problems in Africa. And we deal every week on a Tuesday, we see multiple, multiple pressure sources from all over the Western Cape. And the poor hospitals around them have to deal with it and they don't have the expertise. So it is a very, very big problem in our poor socioeconomics sort of setting. But even Christopher Reeve died from one. Yes. So the rich people aren't saved from complications. They, they have to deal with them as well. But the early identification is very, very important. Medication is also very important. How to deal with that, you know, that medication can also cause that so i think that's from the complication point of view i think the doctor is very important here.
0: Yeah. for our listeners who don't know christopher reeve um, was superman and uh, yes he too as you say had complications dr skriber i know we're going to be speaking in the weeks to come to the rest of the multidisciplinary team but you have mentioned a discharge letter which I know that can be very complicated. Who explains that to the patient? Because that's the person that's going to be doing the caring at home. Is there somebody in the team that would be explaining your desires for a discharge for the patient to function hmm. beyond the safe walls of the WCRC. Now the person has to go into the community.
1: Yeah, uh, Denise, that's a very good question because, I mean, after being here, as Dr. Simmons explained, some people can stay here for quite a while, uh, and that's the, that's the beauty of a rehab center. Where you set functional goals, so if a tetraplegic has to be able, you know, we treat, uh, we train family to look after them, and the, and the ideal is that they go home for a weekend or two before they actually go they go for discharge, and, and look at the environment and make sure that the environment is safe. We cannot send a patient home to an unsafe environment. Mm. So the whole explanation of that happens for the, the week or two before discharge. The family, you know gets brought in very early on, hopefully, usually. Sometimes it's difficult because of transport. Patients come from very, very far, and the family can only come in on the week before discharge and get trained then, and then it's a bit of a high-risk situation. We have changed our attitude towards that or our, uh, our way of dealing with it. Uh, We bring them back for high-risk follow-up. If we believe that the patient is at risk and and one of the one of the risks is that the the community health clinics do not support and do not uh, issue them with enough stock of things that they need and that's been a problem uh, for a long time that's why we bring them back for high-risk clinics also the inside problem with the patient but coming back to your question the explanation of this usually happens uh, on the last day when the family comes to fetch and the discharge letter gets, gets explained there is a discharge there are two discharge letters one from the team and one from the doctor now the team i'm talking about the therapy team so all the therapy goals we want to make it one at the moment we are busy looking at electronic ways to do that so that there's one unified letter but the medical one is the one w- which explains all the all the diagnoses and, and, the, and the and the medication but this gets explained to the family and the patient by that time should have been able to ing- digest it properly and to to be used to that medication and to know that if he does not take his bowel regime properly he's going to get into trouble later it doesn't happen quickly the complications creep up on you like pressure sores but the bowel and bladder is, is, is specifically one that if you don't keep your finger on it it becomes a problem later and uh, and i've spoken to many many patients that have been paralyzed for many many years and they don't want to come back for follow-ups and the follow-up is very important because if you do not follow up you actually create an environment where once the The complication has occurred. You struggle to make you deal with it, and and that's that is a problem because we've lost patients like that because they don't want to see the doctor. Mm. Uh, They don't. They're not sick. And and to look after a physical disability is, is not, you, you don't want to make pe- a person think he's sick. And that's why the doctors need to be not such uh, generals, you know, and professor, professorial to make the patient feel like a patient because it's actually a person with a disability. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's all about the discharge. But I think I want to talk about the outcome a bit. Shall I
0: Absolutely. I t- and, Doctor, before we do that, just to tell our listeners, we're speaking to Dr. Aaron Skriba and he's a medical doctor at the, w- the WCRC, the Western Cape Rehabilitation Center. Dr. Thank you. You'll be speaking on what can be done to improve the outcome of patients with physical disabilities. Now, uh, for me, I have to tell you this, that I know probably just over a dozen patients that have been to the WCRC. And they are doing exceptionally well. So for me to hear that you need to improve the outcome is going to be interesting. Those that I've seen have taken up the responsibilities, their reintegration into the community in a fantastic way. The Ferdi, you know Ferdi. Also Yolanda Mm -hmm. Gomba, Dr. Franco-Cuzia, who had a double amputation after the accident we know of a couple of years ago, completed his master's degree in family medicine, had another baby 18 months later after that that horrific accident. So those I know, I'm saying to myself that the outcome has been outstanding, but you say that you need to improve the outcome for some patients. What does what that mean? Denise,
1: I just wanted to use this forum because, I mean, people that listen to this program might have influence, and I think it's, uh, it's an important uh, thing to say that there are huge amount of success stories, lovely success stories, and, and, and I'm not saying those are the exceptions, but uh, due, as, as the census in 2011 said, that they are, most people struggle to access their community health clinics, uh, access uh, our hospital even. Transport is a huge problem for people with the physical disabilities in our country. The, the, the government does not supply enough for, for that, so that's important. I think that, that needs to improve. I think it's, uh, you know, once the, the outcome of the rehab here is fantastic, but that, you know, to to do to say that, that it's, it's patting on yourself on the shoulder and the patient doesn't do well. So I think for a patient to do well, we need to address those, and I think that's part of our role as, as a WCRC. As I was talking about the doctor's role in rehab, I, I needed to make sure that emphasis is being placed on the role of the nurses. I think the the close relationship that a doctor and a nurse has in general medicine is important especially nowadays in the healthcare that people in the private sector and all that go but in the state service it's actually more important and none more than at rehab where the nurses are the ones that are the backbone of a rehab center. They spend far the most time with the patient. They know the patient the best, and especially the experienced ones. They can identify things very, very early, and they are the ones that are, that are useful. And we are, we are starting to lose a lot of them because they're starting to get old. And uh, a rehab nurse is someone that's got a special heart, and I think I, I want to commend them. I want to say that uh, the nursing fraternity needs to, needs to be commended for what they do in rehab. And, uh, and I just thought I'll, I'll mention that as part of, uh, part of our role. I think obviously people ask the improvement of of patients and the outcome. The first thing that people say is, when you're paralysed, is can I can I get a, a stem cell transplant? So that's that's also something that can improve, but it doesn't exist yet. I've just come back from international congress where they where they have said that they are hugely making huge progress and and get you know things are looking good. But not yet. So people must not go overseas looking for transplants and looking for other ways of making them uh, walk again, because those are ill-advised and are not. uh, And and I think we should they should ask for expert opinions on that. But in general, I think the the most important thing in the outcome is an awareness in community involvement I think it's a question of prevention if we think the outcome of our patients is good we are under tremendous pressure because there's always a waiting list and there are more and more people becoming paralyzed and if and the, and, and we cannot do the good we that we want to do if there are waiting lists mm. because we have to we are under pressure completely you know, all the time that we have to we have to send people home that are not ready because they are safe enough and they they could benefit from another week or two but we we, we have to we have to let them go because the, the, someone else in worse in a worse position is waiting so I think and the community involvement is, is the same as with as with everything uh, currently in the country uh, the community involvement saves life and the community if the community awareness and prevention campaigns can be that I think it will it, be very important the one thing that, that I wanted to, to say that the move here to Western Cape Rehab from from Condy called Bremer was to not lose the seamless service that we had and I think the seamless service, especially on the spinal cord injury service, is that a patient gets the same, uh, the same treatment from primary secondary tertiary care to us and then from us home, that there is no interruption and I think that the Department of Health has deman- done a tremendous amount of pro- uh, you know, d- effort in trying to get us to have the seamless service but it's not there yet so that can definitely still improve uh, especially if people get sick once they're at home to access uh, a specialized service which does not at the moment exist so I think that's that's a good, important thing. But I think, yeah, a message of hope. I think a physical, physical disability, there is hope after that. We are here to be hope setters. We are here to, to be um, uh, people that say that there is, there is a life after that. It is hard work, uh, and the people here work very hard, but the patient is the one that has to do the hard work, and he has to live life. And uh, we are trying to support him, and we want to make him have a good life. And I think mm-hmm. that's, that's, what I've, that's what I think a doctor needs to, uh, when he works here, be able to do as well.
0: Thank you, Dr. Aaron Scriber, uh, explaining to us the doctor's role in rehab. What are the complications seen with patients and what can be done to improve the outcome for patients with a disability, with physical disabilities? Thank you, Dr. Skriba Have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you very much, Nees. All the best to listeners. Take care.
1: Bye.